Hello, this is Yasmin Metz Johnson of Yasmin Tells. And this is Yasmin Bilkis Ibrahim of Mina Bilkis. And we are Y Square Pod. Pod. Welcome back to the pod. And before we dive into this episode, we'd just like to take the moment to say a massive thank you um, for your feedback and just your general support. We've had a lot of traction on the last episode. Um, introductions and relocations so thank you very much yes we just like to say thank you very much you know we can't go forward without your feedback and your constructive criticism so thank you so much for your support um we just want to say thank you uh mexi boku tenki nagode medasi shukran asanti sana whatever language you speak wherever you're from thank you thank you thank you thank you very much and um, so this is how we're going to structure our podcast. Um, in the beginning, we'll always give an interesting fact about Sierra Leone, and we'll always end with an African proverb. So in line with that, our interesting fact of the day is uh, Forbay College. Forbay College is home to Sierra Leone. It was founded in 1827. It is the first Western-style university in the region. Many leaders and many Africans from around the world came and got educated at Forbay College. Notable alumni are Aisha Sassane, formerly of CNN, world-renowned journalist, and our former president, Ernest Baikorma. Nice. And before we forget to mention, or you can't really forget, today is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Yes, how do you celebrate Valentine's Day? I don't, too. <laughs> That's why we are twins. Yes. Um, but I mean, for me, the reason why I don't acknowledge Valentine's Day, because I feel like if you're with your significant other, every day should be Valentine's Day. There shouldn't be a uh, socially acceptable day that it's okay to display your love and affection, you know, and I'm against anything that marginalizes people. Um, so I'm assured in my, um, relationship status whether I'm single or not, but maybe other people may not feel that way. So um, that's the reason why I don't support Valentine's Day. But what about you? I'm the same, to be honest. I don't celebrate it. But it's not the it's not the case in Freetown. Ooh, like there are so many red souvenirs everywhere, red uh, it's a teddies. Big, it's a big deal out here. What? It's a, it's a marks employee though. Like worldwide. it is honestly, you know, just mass commercialism, mass commercialism. So, <laughs> oh well. It is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, so Valentine's Day then say is a, a way to exp- um a way to um show your love and affection. And that's the episode today, them say. Um so what do you think when you hear the expression them say as what, what how do we break it down to our viewers or our listeners? Um, so they say I guess that's the um English translation of them say right Kongosa, Kongosa gossip, gossip. All them tendenso. Um, yeah, so it is really just gossip. What like, um, yeah. So they say. Yeah, exactly. So, so they say it's like, for example, let's say I saw Yaz going to the beach and she went without me or she didn't inform me, and I saw her post on her status. So instead of me, you know, at my big age, just you know, addressing it with Yaz and being. The straight up, hey, ass. So you went to the beach, you're not telling me, you didn't tell me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Then say you go to beach. They said you went to the beach. But who is the they, though? You know, so why not just be upfront? I don't like that kind of coy way to, like, tell someone, oh, well, I, I heard this. I'd rather, preferably, you just tell me directly, like, if it's a problem or not, let's just address it. But certainly tend to do this hypocritical way of asking, ah, then say X, Y, and Z. There's a lot of people. So it's like a, it's like in English, you're saying, oh, I heard through the grapevine that X, Y, and Z. 
Mm-hmm. And you were telling me that um, your girls at Girl Up, they were saying during Valentine's Day that it's the time that the girls usually um, give up their virginity. Yes, yeah, Nancy. That's yeah, very Lindsay. true. Yeah, how um, true this is, I don't know. But yeah, what did the girls say to you exactly? Yeah, when I uh, so for those of you who don't know, I'm the director of Girl Up Vine Club Sierra Leone. So it's a safe space for adolescent girls, and our main projects are menstrual hygiene management, digital rights, and gender based violence. So um, when I started working um, at Girl Up about three years ago. So they told me that when Valentine's Day rolled around, they're like, well, Miss Yasmin, um, we're actually trying to dissuade our friends from having sex with their boyfriend for the first time. I'm like, really? That's a thing? So yeah, apparently a lot of girls, they do this. And now that I've been working with Girl Up all these years, I now see it because I guess now I'm on the lookout for it. I see like Facebook statuses or like WhatsApp statuses and there are all these religious or youth movements that are trying to dissuade adolescent girls from having sex on that day. And I'm just like, but why are you targeting the girls? You know, it should be an open dialogue and in between both sexes. Yeah, between both sexes. You need to involve the boys because who else are they having sex with? So um, I don't know. But yeah, it's like a witch hunt after these adolescent girls. And I don't like that, you know, at all. Yeah, it's like that um, talk we went to about... Um, uh, sexually reductive health. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there was a speaker on the panel and he was saying how he's an advocate for girls and how he usually speaks to girls about precaution and um, this and that. I can't remember what exactly he was saying, but mm. it was interesting how his focus was only on the girls. Why would you not do the same the same thing with the boys yeah and even the room that he was addressing it was all girls school girls but it's just yeah I, it's, there's a lack of accountability so i i think it would have been more productive or mm-hmm. it will be more productive if he's talking to both groups as it does take two to tango exactly but um yeah similar to what you say i, I agree it's a witch it sounds like a witch hunt like why is it always the girls that they want to focus on but yeah so then see so then see so yaz and i have lined up 15 questions and please feel free to add your questions we'll we'll um list uh, a hashtag to use and you can tell us about them says in your country so yeah is ready for the first one mm-hmm. number one so we're gonna say this in creole so this is a good lesson for you all to learn creole but of course we'll interpret in english so the first one number one then say foot chain um means say you not gay girl or you not lesbian so they say if you wear an anklet you are either a prostitute or a lesbian Hmm, I have heard this before, but I don't. I have. I don't really have. I don't agree with it because how can you judge somebody for an item they're wearing? Honestly, something like jewelry, really? Exactly. Exactly. No. Um. But yeah, having gone to high school, done a bit of high school here, I realized that it was also seen negatively. So like the only time that we'd get to see each other in clothing, because we all wore uniform, of course, was like at school events. You know, like um talent shows and stuff like that so there's one talent show at a neighboring school so i went and you know i was feeling cute that day or whatever and i wore an anklet and my cousin saw me and she's like eh you don't be cool 
he doesn't make you wear a fuchin. Like, oh, wow, you're getting grown. You know, you wear an anklet now. I'm like, I didn't know you had to be of some age <laughs> to wear an anklet of all things. I just, it just seems so totally ridiculous to me. But, yeah, that's uh, just one of the perceptions we just have in Salon. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, another then say is... Number two. Number two. If you left your bag now grown, you're not going to get a couple. So that is, if you leave your bag on the floor... You will not receive any money. Eh? As we speak so, me bag then are gone. <laughs> so like I want him. <laughs> As we speak to you, our bags are on the ground. So we are trying to get money, please. You know, we ain't about to that Have you had that one before? Nope. First time. First time. So now I will claim it, you know. Yeah, I have a family member who really swears by this. That's why I know of it. Because mm. all the time she's like, Yes, we about to make you bag then are grown. I'm like, uh-uh. why should it not be? But yeah, I guess She's superstitious like that. It is. Okay, another superstition. So, them say, um, if you left your suste on side, you, you go kill person and your family. So, if you leave your shoe unturned on the wrong side, someone in your family will die. I'm not superstitious, but, you know, I don't want to tempt fate either. Mm. So, if I see the shoe on the wrong side, I will more You'll than likely, it. yeah, turn it over. Definitely. Yeah. Me stuff back. I don't hear that one day, so I'm always turning it the correct way but it's just if you've grown up and you've heard this being mm-hmm. said, you, you know you just believe it you just believe it. oh well or just to be on the safe side just to be on the safe side <laughs> just to be on the safe be. side okay we've done two we've done three now okay, okay. so to you four yes number four okay um number four it's oh then say now man for approach woman Ah, so, so like na man for ya no man. Yes. Okay, so um she said uh they say men are the ones who should ask women out. Um, no, I don't think. I think it should be both sides, you know. Which um, one do you do? Oh no no no, I don't will you. I uh uh-uh, uh straight up, I cannot <laughs> ask someone out. No, I can't. <laughs> but I have been known to maybe slide in someone's DM every now and then. But offline no. Online I'm a bit bolder, but no, offline nah, I can't do that. Yes, what about you? Um, um, <laughs> so, I used to be quite traditional and thought, no, it's just it's a man who should approach a woman, but the older I've become, I, I think a bit differently because I think, you know, if you're in a room with somebody that you like or you see potential in, if you don't approach them, now you go callast. You know? <laughs> if they leave the room and you haven't approached them and then you go home thinking, oh, I should have. Yeah, I just think to shoot your shot, there's nothing to lose. All right, all right, girl. Question number five. Ooh, question number five. <laughs> all right. Mm. Y'all know I'm extra. Okay, so then say, you know, for whistling at night because you're called devil. So they say you shouldn't whistle at night or you'll attract evil spirits. Hmm. What do you think of this one, yes? I think it's a myth. Oh no, definitely. <laughs> um, Islamically speaking, you, we're discouraged to like um, whistle anyways, daytime, nighttime. You know, just because they think that you'll conjure up some evil spirits or something. But yeah, so I think it's just a cultural thing in Salon. But however, however, girl, um, my mom told me back in the seventies, like guys would whistle at night, like near their girlfriend's house. Every girl knew their whistle, wow. so when their parents were asleep and they heard their whistle. They go and see their boo. Hotline bling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
All right, give it away. Question six. Question six, question six. Okay. Hmm. Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at which ones. Okay. Then saying are bad manners for use your left hand. Oh, so yes. This is a big bad thing. bad manners to use your left hand. Yeah, to receive is, anything. Yeah. Which is frustrating for me or other left-handers because, oh. yes, I'm left-handed. So mm-hmm. I know all about this. Like when I was younger and I used to go to the Gambia, they'd make such noise about why am I using why are you using your left hand just to eat like even they would eat all together and I'd have to eat by myself because I I'm left handed and it was the same thing when I was in Senegal that was the only annoying thing about my time in Senegal all the time they'd be like hey pick what you use to these man uh your mango look at me in my cafe fancy <laughs> but um yeah that was so frustrating because even when I explained to them that um, I'm left-handed, they'll still be like, mais pourquoi? Why? Mm. Why? Like, they always ask. They just don't understand. But then I get it. It's, it's because um, traditionally you use your left hand to wash, right? Right, so exactly. It's bad etiquette if you're using your left hand to serve, to eat. But there's not much I can do about that. Yeah, same. My sister and my dad, they're both left-handed. And my mom actually used to be left-handed when she was a child, but they beat the living daylights out of her. So she's right-handed now. I'm right-handed too, but I can actually write with both. And Do you want, do you want to explain why is that, Yasmin? I guess I have I, to. I love the story. So the reason why I can I'm ambidextrous. The reason why I can write with both hands is because... Um, when I was in South Africa, so I told you all last episode, I used to live in South Africa. So I lived there from ages five to nine, so for four years. And uh, when we left South Africa, we came to Sierra Leone, we moved here after the war. And um, I was so excited to come to Sierra Leone, you know, because I had never been. We had been to other West African countries, but never Sierra Leone. Uh, so uh, I think the third or my second and a half year went on South Africa. My dad came to Sierra Leone um, to do some research. Um, he's a historian. So he came for like nine months or so, wrote his book, came back to South Africa, and he told us that we're moving to Sierra Leone. So when I told my friends at school, I'm like, oh, I'm moving to Sierra Leone. They're like, really? You're moving to a country that has war and child soldiers? Ah, good luck. I was just like, what is that supposed to mean? Um, so for those who do not know, I don't want to claim this because I'm Sierra Leonean. I actually do have some Nigerian lineage. Ah, uh-uh, Nigerianu, please just be quiet because I hear you all shouting already. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I used to go to Nigeria quite a lot, and I still do. And uh, so when we went to went to Nigeria, then Nigeria went to we came to Sierra Leone. So while we were there, they uh, my cousins were just being so mean, and they showed me like this child soldier documentary, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm about to get my hands amputated. So. In order to, like, be proactive, I started to learn how to write with my left hand just in case someone wanted to amputate me. So I was like, okay, well, at least I can write with both hands. So that is the reason why, out of sheer fear and tactfulness, I learned how to write with my left hand. You took the initiative at your young age. I love that. I had to, but thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So we have six down, right? Okay, number seven. Number seven. Okay, then say, you know, for open umbrella now, oops, or you know, go married. They say you shouldn't open the umbrella in the house or you'll never get married. Well, yes, I'm not going to lie by you. If not, so it be. You not be married. I'm not going to marry you. <laughs> if that's the case, I'll never get married because Lord knows I've opened an umbrella one too many times in the house. Especially if you live in Sierra Leone where we have torrential rain during dry season, um, mm-hmm. during rainy season, sorry. That's like not, it's impossible not I'm to have done that. I'm recording all the times in my head. 
Ah, it's okay. Yeah. We're going to be I've good. Done that a couple of times. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be good. We'll be good. All right, question number eight. Yes. Question number eight. So then, say not the man for propose. Hmm. So they say it's a man who should propose. Also, mm. we didn't say a lot of these questions, they are, it's like Dense and Valentine's kind of merged together. So if it sounds very much like love questions or questions to do with the genders, that's mm-hmm. why we thought we'd merge it with the, with the occasion, Valentine's Day. You know, for you Valentine's lovers out there. <laughs> but yeah, so they say it's a man who should propose. Do you agree with this? Um, no, I, I don't think it's about gender. I personally will just not propose to my partner because, well, I just fear rejection, so I just wouldn't. But, nah, I, I mean, kudos to the women out there who do, but I personally cannot. So if you've been with someone for 10 years, would you not propose? Would I be in the relationship for 10 years? That's the question not we should be asking. <laughs> I would be bouncing like after year three. What? Year yeah. two or three, there's no marriage talk? Nah, I'm not... What am I? That is that's a whole PhD. I'm yeah. just sitting with you for. No, I'm good. I'm good. No, there's people in those situations, you know. And I always think that, like, how did you reach year ten? Mm. But did you not speak about where you guys were going by year three? Two, mm. even. No, nah, maybe two, three years. Yeah, we should have already tied the knot. You know, hopefully. Hey. But ten years. As in a whole 10 years. A whole one zero. What? That is medical school and residency. Now nah, I'm good. Good. <laughs> Question nine. Okay. Um, oh, and this I learned from my girls at Girl Up, unfortunately. One of them asked me. You see, asked me. Then say, where possible mess? It mess. It mess past five days. It means say not to again. Which means she heard from her teacher, no less, that if you menstruate for longer than five days, it means you're no longer a virgin. What in the heck is happening in our educational systems? You know what's more scary? The fact that the teacher told her that. Exactly. Wow. You know, they teach no sex ed. You know, there's just no nothing, you know. And a lot of these students, they go uninformed. And they learn the wrong things from their peers who don't know any better, obviously. Goodness, and with the high teenage pregnancy rate in the country, why would you not introduce sex ed in, in the school curriculum? So, no, I had to set the record straight. I was like, no, of course not. Menstruation has nothing to do with you being a virgin or not. Absolutely not. So, yeah. That was back a... to your question why they don't do sex education. I guess it's like a cycle. The teacher, she wouldn't have received sex education, would she? No, 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 so, definitely. Yeah, or he. No, definitely. It's a vicious cycle. Goodness, which needs to break, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't, no real change can come about if you don't question the status quo. So, oh well. Take it away, number 10. Number 10, okay. Then say no man for pay for the bill. Hmm. Well, actually, what what's your opinion on splitting the bill? Okay, splitting the bill. I'm all for that, you know. I'm definitely proactive, so I will take the initiative in the case, like, let's say, I'm the one who asked him out on the date. I would pay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if he wants to, you know. But I feel like, irrespective of gender, the person who asked the person out on the date, they should pay. What about the first date? Um, I mean, if he asked me. No, if you, if you... 
no honestly okay so like last year there was this guy i went out with and um it was our first date and um we had laughed you know we had food we even had desserts everything was cool but the dates had come to its natural close as dates do so it just seemed like he was stalling to like ask for the bill and i was like well i don't like that whole awkward dance or you know that whole fake oh let's split the bill well you know it's probably the guy that's going to want to step up. So I was like, okay. I called the waitress over. It's like, oh, can I get the bill? So I'm taking out my card. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I took you out. It's on me. I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I put that wallet too quickly. <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> but no, I just feel like whoever asked the person out, then they should. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, maybe he's stalling because I did ask him out. So I didn't have any problems with that. But I know some people will think about that differently. Like in salon culture, it is expected that the man will pay. Even if it's not like an intimate relationship, just like platonically speaking, my male friends would take me out and just spoil me. I'm not complaining, though, but I'm just saying it's a cultural thing. I, I never touch money when I'm with my male friends. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Whoever initiate, initiated the um, date should pay or shouldn't have a problem with paying. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know if you'd noticed, yes, but it's quite interesting when you do go out um, or you are on a date and um, the waiter always just assumes or mm. goes to the man with the bill mm-hmm. or goes with the bill to the man that's what i meant to say yep yep chimamanda adishi um also said that in one of her books yeah um complete and utter sexism but that is what we have to deal with in africa unfortunately hmm. i don't mind if i'm not paying <laughs> <laughs> this one Honestly, this one okay all right on that note question number 11 so and the theme of love as we've stated before um, then say bitakola na aphrodisiac for mandem. Hmm. Mm. So they say the bitter cola nuts. If you don't know what that is, please Google it. It is said to be an aphrodisiac. So then mandem. Hmm. Today Valentine's Day. Oh, and also we go see you in a market. They boot two again buy cola nuts. Hey, stamina, stamina. <laughs> so I just said, hey, for the guys out there on Valentine's Day, I will probably see you at the market bending down and buying some cola nuts. You know. So, you know, do you, but um, that is what they say. I don't think I've say. ever had this lot, you know. Oh, God, it's so bitter. I don't know what people see in it. Like, it is literally true to its name. Ugh. Oh, no. But, you know, whatever strokes people's boats. Uh, number 12. 12? I thought it was 11. I did 11. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> number 12, okay. Then say man for be the head of the household. Oh, well, you know. Traditionally speaking, because this is a patriarchal society, yes, the man is revered as the head of the household. But economically speaking, no. Definitely at the grassroots uh, level, it's definitely women. It's the women that are the market traders, the women that, you know, um, bear and take care of the children. So, nah, economically, yeah. But socially, the man is seen as that till this day. Yeah, I guess it depends on the individual family. There's some families where it's the man, there's other families when it's where it's the woman. Mm. But um yeah, this is traditional in the sense like it was this was the norm when women could not work. So, right. Yeah, it's 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 conventional I guess, but not always the case as it's now the twenty first century. You know, but in the 21st century, we are still fighting for basic human rights. I did tell you. Do you know, that's another point, but I think that's a whole other episode. Like, honestly, I... Hmm, the gender inequality is real, you know? Mm. And I just... I feel like I had blinkers on before I came. Or because I wasn't exposed to it in the UK. But now that I'm here, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's another episode. 
Oh, definitely. But before we get there, let's dive into feminism. Mm-hmm. So then say, if you're not, if you're a feminist, and then say, if you're not feminist, you hate men. <laughs> what type of ridiculous statement is this? So they say, if you're a feminist, you hate men. No, feminism doesn't mean that you hate men for goodness sake, or we're lesbians, or we're all burning our bras. No, first of all, me, but we big. So I need to be wearing a bra, okay? You know, bra saves lives, okay? No, but on a real note... Again, I'm going to quote Chimamanda Adichie because I am obsessed with her. So Chimamanda says, feminism is the belief of the social, sorry, is the social, political, economic equality of the sexes. So it's a belief. And if you believe that, then you're a feminist. But a lot of men and women, surprisingly, will be like, oh, no, no, Yasmin, I'm not a feminist. Oh, no, I would never label myself that way. But I, I do think that we should be equal. What? You're completely contradicting yourself. So I don't know if it's... They just think... They're just caught up in the word, especially for men, because it has the word femme. Or for women, you know, they have this radical idea of what feminism is. I mean, there is radical feminism. And to each her own. But feminism means that you have a choice. So if a woman chooses to wear hijab, I would never say, oh, she's oppressing herself. No, it's a choice. Likewise, if a woman chooses to wear nothing at all, it's a choice as well. I think a lot of people are feminists. They just do not want to be associated with the word. For mm, some so reason. they say. I do not know, but yeah, I think a lot of people are hung up on the word. Ah, they got up them. And with that, I hope God, hope God helps them. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, number 14, Rios. Number 14. Hmm. I think I've said everything on my list, you know. Okay, I have a few. Actually, might surpass 15, but you know. Y'all know you like the dim says. Okay, number 14. So, I will say this because I know say as the free I just scared to say this one. So, <laughs> then say... It's so cool. <laughs> hey. Then say, if you know put your in bondo, clitoris go gun. Hey! <laughs> who came up with that one? So, this is, they say... If you do not initiate your daughter into the Bondo Society, the secret society, her clitoris will be so elongated. Define what the Bondo Society is. Oh, gladly. So the Bondo Society is a secret society. Um, They have them all throughout Africa. And in Sierra Leone, they're called the Sandy Society or the Bondo Society. It's where they initiate young girls and women and they um, cut off the clitoris and parts of the vagina so in different countries they have different types you have type one to type four and feel free to to google this and check um the who and other websites so yeah so in Sierra Leone they perform type two and that's usually the clitoris so um yeah that's what that's what they also do known as fgm, FGM yes female, female genital, genital mutilation, mutilation or cutting so fgmc and um yeah so usually this is done you know with girls underage even though it is against the law, but that is another thing. And so they say if she's not cut, then, you know, she'll just have a long, el- elongated clitoris. Well, if that was the case. <laughs> Where did they get these? Like, you know. From? But, but, hmm. sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but it, it makes sense why um, this is um, performed in mass. Because if you're hearing this in your community, mm. you won't want that, would you? So it makes so much sense why why it happens i was gonna say the, the same thing does, you know yeah. at the scale it does you know so and they say oh it's tradition it's tradition yeah but okay but slavery was a tradition as well but that's abolished you know mm-hmm. so i'm just like i don't know i mm-hmm. hope that we will move, well i mean not modern slavery i'm talking about like you know the massive you know yeah. black people slavery but um i would hope that we'll evolve with our mentality as people and we realize that certain 
cultural values and traditions are harmful you know and it's a, it's a human rights violation you know to begin with yeah, it's different violence on, on girls it is you know they don't understand the psychological trauma let alone the physical and intimate you know issues that you can have and anyways they got sorry for them um, number 15, although I think I have like one more, so I'm going to make this 16 for you all. Okay, so yeah, number yeah. 15, I know, right? This one just tickled me silly. Okay, then say, Bele woman, if you feel for <laughs> eat something and you deny him, in bikini in waist go black. So they say, if a pregnant woman has like a craving. And she's denied it. Mm, she's denied that craving, yep. Um, her child will have a black butt. And I'm just like, wait, what? Isn't she... Isn't the child going to be black anyway? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. But you know, yes, we need to realize that we live in a post-colonial society. And with colonialism brought colorism. And with that, we still have this perception that white is beautiful. Colonialism brought colorism. Yes, I'm going to get a shirt. Yes, yes, it's going to be a shirt. Um, (laughs) But yeah, um, that's the honest truth. And that's why girls are bleaching. Not just girls, you know, men. That's why people are bleaching and stuff like that. It is. It is self-hatred, you know. It's a shame. But um, yeah, that's the reason for that. And... Any and what you don't realize is that any skin color, whether it's black, whether you're brown, whether you're white, it's not going to be uniform all over. You know, there are some parts of me I'm a bit paler, and there are parts of me that are dark. You know, obviously, like where there's no sun, you know, <laughs> you know, like under your breast, you know, or like differently under, like behind your neck or some there are places that will be darker, and that's okay. You have to love everything that comes with pigmentation and melanin. Not just one, but this is why, you know, all these hashtags are important, like Melon on Fleek. What else do they have? Um, Yeah, Black Girl Shine, um, Black Girl Joy, Black Girl Magic. Yeah. Black Boy Joy, Black Boy Smile. Yes, you know. At least kids are having, um, there's accessibility to representation. Mm Mm-hmm representation that we didn't have growing up no definitely now i see like black girl coloring books and mm-hmm. you know more black dolls you know no growing up my mom has always been woke from day one my mom's a feminist scholar so just so you know and yeah i always had like black barbie dolls you know i had black um uh role models to look up to you know okay let me tell you okay growing up although most of them were men unfortunately <laughs> well not unfortunately my role models growing up were michael jordan michael jackson and Michael Jackson, but you know, I'm just like, mm, was Michael Jackson really black though? But <laughs> yeah, let's not even touch into that. But my um, role models growing up, I, I just had everything Spice Girls, and mm. I also had everything, which I'm ashamed. I, I don't know. I guess it's memories. Um, I had a lot of Westlife things as well. You really shamed Jeff. I did shame really, but I don't know why my parents encouraged me on this. Like, I had a Westlife school bag, Westlife pencil case. I mean, because you asked for it, no? Mm, it's true. I but um, yeah, similar to what we're saying, I don't know if I would do that with my kids. Like, Mm-mm. I'm not saying yeah, representation is important though, but there are limits. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying you can't get your kid a white Barbie doll. No, but especially for black black children and people of color it's important to see, see yourself, yourself represented yeah and a whitewashed mainstream you know society and media industry I definitely always say, if you do not see yourself then how can you envision yourself doing that role no i yeah That's i agree representation is so important it's key it's key yeah all right um 
I see lots. Oh, yes, the last one. Okay, so the bonus one. So then say, if you know, if you, they criticize we, or if you, they oppose we, that means you're not there for we. So this one is, if you openly criticize us, it means that you oppose us, you're against us. And I'm just like, how? You know, but the thing about Australians are people, we don't take well to constructive criticism. That's the, they can be so frank and so blunt and rude. But like, when you try to actually give constructive feedback oh no no They're no at all you know it's it, against, it always means you're against the movement it's not bipolar you know you can't really dichotomize these social issues you know it's not mm-hmm. you're either this or that i can be like hey look this is how i feel this is going this is how you can do better like for goodness sake yes and i are partners we're co-hosts so like if we're like writing down our plans you know for the podcast for the season like oh well i don't think this is the direction we should be going in and vice versa she gives me constructive feedback i give her the same as well and you know we don't take it personal because we shouldn't we're trying to grow as a brand but i don't see a lot of that here so that is something we need to work on you know Oh, well, so those are our questions. I really hope, we really hope that you enjoyed them. Um, please follow the conversation. Feel free to, Join in yes, to use the hashtag Demsay. So hashtag D-E-M-S-A-Y. We'd love to know what's said in your country. Please. Or what, the, what the myths are. So, um, yeah, please join the conversation. Yeah, and maybe we might feature one on the next episode. So please feel free to do so. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to end with our proverb. African proverb. Okay, so the African proverb we have for this episode is Show me your friends and I will show you your character by Mm. Chinua Achebe. Yes. Oh, I love Chinua Achebe. What do you think that means, yes? Well, I mean, it's a bit self-explanatory. But yeah, basically by the, the circles you keep, uh, who you associate yourself with, I can tell to an extent the kind of person you are, you know. So when some people say, oh, no, I'm not really like that, you know, I just hang out with them because, no. You know, if you want, especially, let's say you're hanging out with toxic people, and you're like, oh, no, I'm only with them just because of X, Y, and Z. With time, you may become toxic, and you may not realize that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you definitely have to be wary of the circles you keep, especially if that's not something you want to be identified as. Yeah, I agree. The circles you keep share a lot about you mm-hmm. as a person and then it's similar to the saying um birds of a feather flock together yes definitely so, um, yeah it's self-explanatory as we both agreed mm-hmm. so before we wind down we want to give a big big shout out to our sisters in the diaspora who are killing it yago do 232 so you have dj hopi on the mic and you have this underscore is underscore gilo aka mommy lipstick so big shout out to them they are killing it in the diaspora they're in the uk and their podcast is worth checking out so please check them out I believe they are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Their socials are Y-A-G-O-D-O-232. So also give them a listen if you want to know more about Salon. So they give their perspective um, from a millennial millennial lens uh, coming from the UK. Yeah, definitely check that out. And I think that's all we have for this episode. But thank you very much for listening. And please... Follow my socials, which are Yasmin underscore Tells, T-E-L-L-S, Travel, Explore, Live and Learn Smart, um, the website, yasmintells.com, and yeah.
Yeah, so you can also follow me on my socials, Mina Bilkis, M-I-N-A-B-I-L-K-I-S. Find me on Twitter, Facebook, like my Facebook page, Instagram, <laughs> LinkedIn, on the website as well, MinaBilkis.com. Yeah, and also our Y-square. pod. I'll, yes, I'll, Y Square Pod. Uh, of course. Side. So Y Square Pod. So Y Square Pod. pod. Please follow and join in the conversation. Please do. All right. So until we talk to you next time, be safe and au revoir. And happy Valentine's Day again. <laughs> Bye. Bye.